You are now listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. Well, hello, and thank you for listening to the Conversationalist Podcast. This is episode 58.5. Well, I mean, I guess the other one doesn't count. It's like a half of an episode, but we basically started it off like we're retarded. Um, This is uh, episode 58. I'm Jesse. I'm here with Amanda. This is going to be a movie review on um, Valyrian and the city of a thousand planets. Now, uh, initially, when this movie came out, or like, you know, like they were doing the advertisements for it, I'm thinking, like, mm, probably not going to see that in the movie theaters. But we've pretty much seen like every other movie up to this point, and we wanted to go to the movies. And so it was kind of like, well, hey, there's that Valerian movie, and it's during matinee, so fuck it. Went and saw it. Um, I don't know. I think uh, when I saw the commercial, um, really didn't sell me. And then I didn't really know any of the backstory about this film. Like, I knew it was based off of something else. I thought it was like a book. Um, but... Again, I didn't know too much about it, and so there was generally no interest. Um, but again, we went and saw it just because it was pretty much all that we hadn't seen up to this point. And uh, so we decided we'd just go ahead and do a, a view on it since it's a fairly recent release. Um, so our reviews always do include um, spoilers and junk. So, I mean, I guess don't listen if you don't want spoilers, but like we always say just you know we can talk about how cool it was and talk about spoilers but that doesn't mean like don't go see the movie i mean even if somebody revealed like the ending of some movie i'm probably still going to see it just because why not um so uh the premise of the movie and like the little synopsis they give is that a dark force threatens alpha a vast metropolis and home to species from a thousand planets, uh, special operatives Valerian and Lorelei must race to identify the marauding menace and safeguard not just Alpha, but the future of the universe. And um, I think what was confusing for me when, like, you know, you're in the city of a thousand planets is uh, that, I guess, I'm kind of like, how is that? Like, is it... I don't know. I, I didn't know what to think. I mean, obviously, because I'm not familiar with any of the backstory for the movie. Um, but, like, in the movie, like, it basically explains how this becomes a city of a thousand planets. That, like, humans have, like, this space station. And once they make contact with, like, one alien race, they end up allowing them to, like, dock on the station. Is Adam in? Yeah, and so then another alien race comes, and another alien race comes, and so, you know, you see all this time progress, and, you know, eventually it this space station becomes, like, a melting pot of sorts of, like, different alien races that are basically linking up with the station to a point where it just gets, like, massive, you know, ends up being the size of a fucking planet because there's, like, so many different variations of species that live together in harmony and, um, you know, have this shared economy, 
with like their own like little exclusive zones and stuff. So that's basically where that comes from. Uh, and so, uh, you know, kind of just doing a little digging as far as like what this movie is based off of. Um, you know, we went to everybody's friend Wikipedia for info that you know nothing about. The most accurate place for information. Right, it's open source. Nobody would put wrong information on purpose, right? So, um, the movie is based on Valerian and Loreline, which is, um, I guess like a comic book series. Uh, and it's like French science fiction comic book series uh, that was written by uh, Pierre Christian. And the artist, Jean-Claude, and I don't even know how to say this dude's last name, so I won't say it. Um, but uh, it was it was first published in 1967, and apparently the final installments of this story uh, concluded in 2010. And so there are... Um, a long time. Yeah, there's like 21 volumes of, like, you know, large comic albums uh, that have been comp- uh, compiled from this storyline and like even like an encyclopedia. So there's a shit ton of uh, stories that have been told and um, you know, it apparently this, you know, story having been around as long as it has, uh, you know, did according to the Wikipedia page, like I don't know how true this is because again, it's open source stuff that people are putting in, but that, you know, there are traces and concepts that um, this storyline has that are seen in, you know, more well-known uh, movies uh, like Star Wars and The Fifth Element, you know, like big fan favorites. So apparently they, they had some influence on, uh, you know, the development of those storylines. And, uh, you know, mm-hmm. so... So, I mean, basically the whole premise of the movie is there's, uh, you know, this strong, you know, leader type who is played by um, Dane DeHaan, uh, who plays Major Valerian. And, you know, basically he's this guy that, like, you know, all he does is, you know, follow orders, you know, almost to, like, a fault, you know, unquestioning, you know, kind of a you know, go-getter of sorts, and um, his partner is played by Kara Delvinian. I think that's how you say her last name, Delvin. Um, anyway, she plays Sergeant Loreline, and so um, together they're able to accomplish, like, all sorts of missions, and then they get kind of, you know, tasked with, uh, you know, finding this particular object um, that is of great value, and you know, basically the reason there's great value is because at the beginning of the movie, this race that is, it was a very pretty race and they were like, they lived on like a tropical planet and, uh, uh, pretty much like their lifeblood looked like these little, um, seashells. And so like, that's where you see those little, like pearls. And so these like blue beans that you see prominently displayed in the, uh, TV commercials for the film, um, they use those pearls as like a form of energy or life force. And uh, what ends up happening is the planet comes under attack and it basically wipes out most of their race. Um, And so the valuable thing is this pearl 
um, it's not just the pearl, but there's like a little animal. animal. And uh, this animal was like a special animal that could like replicate anything. And so the reason this animal is so valuable is because it's a one of a kind, uh, one of a kind animal. It um, would be able to replicate all of these pearls that this race needs to basically survive because there were some of the species that managed to survive in like a piece of a hole that it uh, from a ship that had crashed on the on the planet, and um, so you know basically. Valerian and Loreline, while they're kind of going through this process, um, Major Valerian ends up getting like, you know, hit with some sort of vision that he can't really explain. Um, but like, you know, as he's kind of going through a mission that's seemingly unrelated, he realizes that there is some link. And then as they start kind of trying to dig into like, you know, whether or not what he was seeing was real. He finds out that, you know, these this thing in his vision was a real race and that there was a planet, but, you know, he finds out that, like, there's pro- possibly some greater conspiracy because, um, you know, like, any information about the planet, about the race, about anything had been, like... Classified. Yeah, well, some of it was just flat-out deleted, but then when they try to dig into it, you end up finding out that there's information that's there that's classified. And, you know, he's he's a top-level guy that deals with a lot of, you know, big stuff. So he should have had access to it, but it was, like, a general-level clearance. So, um, you know, essentially they continue to investigate. And, you know, they're trying to find out, like, how deep, you know, this whole thing goes. And, you know, ultimately they find out that, you know, like, their commander, you know, had some hand in like everything that happened to this race, which they also find out that, um, you know, this phantom uh, kind of strange presence that's in the middle of this uh, city, um, you know, the, the, the city with a thousand planets, that everybody believed that there was some sort of dead zone there where like, you know, people were getting sent and not coming back and that they were being killed that there was some sort of poisonous gas. You know, long story short, they ended up finding out that, like, this race that managed to have a few survivors managed to dock with this station and managed to survive, like, at the center of this uh, space station. They were hidden. They were hidden, and they wanted to stay hidden because, you know, at this point they pretty much assumed that, you know, somebody would try to kill them. And that's exactly what was going on. Well, you know, now their mission is to try to, you know, save... Um, this race from like total extinction. Meanwhile, like their boss is trying to make sure that you know any sign of this race is basically wiped out because as long as they're alive, they're proof that you know as to like what he had done as far as the atrocities that he committed. And uh, you know, he's basically going to go to any lengths you know to stop that from happening. And um, you know, so that's. That's pretty much the premise. I mean, uh, it, it was pretty exciting. It was a lot better of a movie than I thought it was. Um, you know, one in the, I, I mean, I, I would recommend you. I mean, like you, you go ahead and like give it a try and watch it. Um, 
I mean, we personally saw it like during a matinee because we weren't really certain like how good it was going to be. Yeah. Um, I mean, I would say just to like see it at a matinee or, you know, like if your movie does like a, you know, like a discount day, like to do it then. Because like, I wouldn't say that Valerian was like such a good movie that it's like a must see. Kind of cheesy. Yeah, but I mean, it's definitely decent enough. Like if you want to go to the movies and you're not really sure what to see and like you've already seen other stuff. I mean, I would say it's, you know, good enough to watch. It's a backup movie. Yeah, it's it's a watchable movie, but, um, you know, it's by no means, like, the big blockbuster that I think they intended it to be. I mean, it, it, to me, it almost seems like it's the attempt at, you know, booting, uh, you know, like, booting up a, a possible franchise, you know, just with all of the material that's available right. for the storyline. Um and, you know, I saw uh, in, a, in a lot of reviews from, uh, like, other news sites that, uh, you know, one of the, you know, one of the most critical things for the storyline um, in the movie itself was just that they didn't really do a good job of, like, casting the two main people, uh, you know, being, like, Dane DeHaan and, uh, you know, who plays Major Valerian, like, the uh, main character and, like, Kara delving his partner and so i mean i really didn't know who the heck they were i mean when i initially saw them i'm like oh wow they cast two unknowns for this role you know i mean but they've done they've done a bunch of stuff but i mean they definitely don't have you know as big of a track record as you know anybody else who would you know get a lead role in a in a big movie like this so i think they were definitely kind of rolling the dice on this but you know, i think the hope was is that if it paid off you know, they have two young actors, you know, tied to, you know, potentially lucrative, um, you know, franchise, you know, mm-hmm. to like, you know, build a career or whatever. Um, now, now Dane DeHaan, um, he looked familiar and I wasn't sure, uh, like what else he had been in. Uh, the movie that, um, I did recognize him from was, uh, the fact that he played, um, Harry Osborne and uh green goblin in uh spider-man 2 and then he i I even watched another movie that he was in which was um chronicle it's a little older of a movie uh back in 2012 but um he was in that too i saw the movie lawless which apparently he was in but uh i can't think what character he played uh but you know he's been in a few movies i mean another recent one was uh, a cure for wellness we never ended up seeing that uh, I mean, it looked that movie did actually look pretty good, but like typically we're not really those people that are like, oh yeah, we want to go see that horror movie. So um, you know, we we didn't go see it, but I mean, so he's he's been in some decent movies, um, but like you know, in none of those movies has he really been like a leading man. Right. So I mean, like this was kind of a you know big pair of shoes to fill in terms of like you know like rolling the dice on whether or not this is gonna be successful. And then, you know, as far as, like, big credits, um, you know, Kara Delvin, like, she's been, uh, I mean, she was in Suicide Squad. She played Enchantress, which, you know, Amanda fucking hated her character. And then, I mean, I think in general, like, there were, like, other reviews that also kind of complained about, I don't know, the two-dimensional character that wasn't Enchantress. Yeah, so... Uh, you know, there's that. Um, you know, she was, I mean, she's been in a bunch of other stuff. Uh, Amanda mentioned uh, earlier when we started recording that she was a model. 
and uh, you know that she was in another movie that I know Amanda has seen. I can't think of. Paper Towns. Yeah, Paper Towns. Um, I may have seen that with you. I don't know. I don't think so. Um, but you know, so they they haven't done like a heck of a lot. Um, I mean, there were some uh, there were some other people that um. Like, I, I wasn't aware we're even in this movie. So, like, Ethan Hawke was in this movie, and, like, he played, like, yeah, a... Yeah, he was the guy in the... He was the pimp. In the Pleasure Paradise Dome, whatever that was called. Yeah, he was, like, a... The cowboy. He was Bubbles' pimp, and Bubbles was, like, a, you know, kind of important character in terms of, like, you know, their... Like, them being successful and, like, completing their mission... And so this character Bubble can like basically morph into anything, and it like looks like a big old blue balloon almost. Um, but when she's in a human form, uh, she's played by Rihanna. And so you do see Rihanna, you know, a little bit in the in the commercials, uh, you know, for the movie. And uh, I think the, the the evil commander was played by Clive Owen. That's a uh, commander Oren Filt or Flit. Um, what I do think is funny, and this has nothing to do with, like, you know, any of the stuff that we're talking about here. One of the dude's real names, the defense minister guy, his name is Herbie Hancock. I told you. Which I think that's hilarious because, like, for those people that, you know, really like uh, Chris Farley's movie Tommy Boy, when he's trying to graduate uh, from college, like, he's, like, in his, like, sixth year. And, uh, you know, he's, like, writing some answers on this test. And one of them was, like, God damn it, what was the question? I don't remember. Um, it had something to do with, like, one of the founding fathers. And, you know, like, the clear answer to this question is, like, John Hancock. And then he, like, writes Herbie Hancock, which is obviously wrong. <laughs> and then once the, the uh, test results get posted, he got a fucking D plus, which means, like, he got his passing grade to get his degree and go back home. And he was, like, super psyched that he got the D plus. And so later on, when... Uh, he has to sign some check. Uh, David Spade's character is like, all right, I'm going to need your John Hancock right here. And he goes, John Hancock? You mean Herbie Hancock? Yeah. That didn't deliver? I thought, oh, I don't know, I thought that was hilarious. I thought that was funny. And I was like, holy shit, there's a fucking dude named Herbie Hancock. So anyways, uh, back to the Valerian <laughs> movie. Um... You know, so, the, the, you know, basically people were really critical of them, felt that, like, they definitely could have cast somebody else. Um, I mean, they could have. You know, I, I feel like they did okay. I mean, certainly they could have done better. The one thing that kind of, like, bothered me was that um, Major Valerian's character, motherfucker talked just like... Um, talked just like Keanu Reeves. Yeah, he does. Like, I, I felt like... I felt like I was listening to, like, Keanu Reeves circa Speed, like, speaking. Like, like, like it was almost like they cast this dude to play Major Valerian, and then, like, they pulled Keanu Reeves in to do, like, a voiceover. This dude's voice sounded fucking just like Keanu. I mean, it might have even been, like, Keanu, like, back to, like, uh, um, you know, like, fucking Bill and Ted's Excellent Adventure Days. I mean, he had that, like, surfer voice, but he's, like, talking about everything in the movie. And so, like, it was, it was just, I'm like, holy shit, like, it, it, it bothered me, because I, I, I was like, I'm hearing Keanu, but I'm not seeing Keanu. So, that was a little, uh, 
little distracting. Not a deal breaker. It wasn't a deal breaker. I just thought it was like I even said it in the movie theater, like, oh, babe, this fucking dude sounds like Keanu Reeves, and you're just looking at me like, yeah, it does. And that was pretty much it. I make it sound like worse than it was, but yeah, there's, there was that. Um, I mean, so as far as um, like you know your general opinion of the movie, or like you know like what you thought of like the progression or like what it looked like. I mean, is there anything that you felt was worth mentioning? It's pretty. Can you elaborate? The movie's pretty. Uh Kind of cheesy looking. And I haven't read the books, so I don't know if they compare or not. Yep. Yep, there's that. I mean, when you say in the movie's pretty, it's like there are... A ton of races when they're you know running through these cities and stuff and you know like some of the some of the uh, characters are I mean it seems like they got pretty creative in terms of um, like the creations of all these different like alien beings and races um, so it was really neat to see like the variations because I mean you know whenever you watch some of these movies you always see like a bunch of like humanoid type aliens which, I mean, there were plenty of those, but, like, there were also aliens that were just, like... Very different. They, there, was no, there was no humanoid to them. Like, they were completely weird-looking. Um, you know, but also, just, uh, you know, a lot of the cities just looked, you know, incredibly different. But they were, like, bright and colorful, but not to a point where it was, like, you know, like some Batman Forever shit. <laughs> you know, or, like, something, like, stupid where they just added a bunch of neon lights. Mm. Like, it was, like, there was generally a good amount of detail put into... Like, how the cities looked like, you know, did it look familiar, but it was also very alien. And, um, you know, there was just, uh, you know, a lot of bright visual effects. I mean, I, I would say that uh, even though we didn't see it in 3D, that that movie would actually be a good movie to see in 3D if possible. Just because I feel yeah. like, you know, the the look of it and, like, some of the action sequences and stuff that you see. Or IMAX. Yeah, I mean, we Not just saw it. Not even a 3D IMAX, but a regular one. Yeah, yeah either one. I mean, I, I would I would say that, like, visual, visually, I think you're going to get more out of, like, a 3D format than an IMAX format. Um, just my opinion. But, like, with that being said, you know, I, I would say that that's definitely the case. And I think, uh, you know, one of the reasons that it probably isn't doing as strongly as it could be doing in the movie theaters um, you know, aside from whether or not like there was somebody uh, more famous being cast for the lead role, it's just that there's not a whole lot that you know about the movie, and so like you know, to me, it's one of those things where like if you don't really know much about the movie, then you're not really like invested in seeing it. They didn't advertise it well. Right, so it's, yeah, I mean, it's almost like they assumed that people would know, you know, that this is based off this, like, you know, comic book serial, um, you know, serial novel or whatever, you know, but, I, I mean, I didn't know about it, Madden really didn't know about it, and, you know, I'm assuming there's probably a lot of other people that, you know, don't know much about it either. They probably don't read French comic books. Right, and so, you know, I don't know, it just seemed like a... Mm, I mean, that, that's probably part of the reason. But, I mean, I, I think 
I don't know, I could see them totally making, like, a sequel to this, you know, if they can at least break even or whatever, and yeah. just take a chance on the second one. I mean, they're talking about making a second Ghostbusters, you know, so, I mean, yeah. yeah, I mean, if you can have a garbage Ghostbusters like that, and then, like, still consider making a second Ghostbusters, yeah, well, fuck, I mean, you know, Valerian should be a shoe-in, right? So, because, I mean, Valerian's better than Ghostbusters, <laughs> So yeah. give them a chance, guys. Um, but, uh, you know, that being said, the, the the movie was pretty cool. Definitely recommend seeing it in 3D. Um, definitely not a movie I would say that, like, you want to go rush to. I mean, there's other movies out that I would that I would pick before seeing this. Um, it's been out for a while, hasn't it? Yeah, so I don't know. If, if you haven't seen it and there's nothing left, it's it's at least good enough to watch. I mean, it's definitely not something you're gonna like beat yourself for later. But I mean, I guess it depends on your threshold. So, um, I mean, if 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 you, I mean, would you see this movie again? I'd rent it. Now, like having seen it, would you? Uh, I mean, I'm not saying like would you pay to see it a second time in the movie theaters, but like. As you know what the movie is now, um, like, was it worth, like, seeing it in movie theaters, or would you want your money back and, like, just run it instead? It was fine, because we saw it at a discounted price. It, to me, it's more of a rental. Yeah. I mean, I'd say, like, you know, see, and that's kind of where we differ. Like, me, I was kind of like, you know, we saw it matinee, so, I mean, it's not bad. Um, you know, it, it was decent enough. Like, there was definitely stuff that could have been improved, like we previously mentioned. But, um, you know, she's saying that you probably could have just waited for that one to come out, which, I mean, would have been would have been fine because, you know, we, we didn't really know much about the movie. It was just one of those things where we kind of wanted to get out. We'd already seen a bunch of the other movies, and it was just like, eh, you know, let's give this one a shot. It's coming on, like, you know... It's coming on within a 30-minute time period that we're already out trying to watch a movie, and so it just happened to work out that way. Um, but, I mean, 1 out of 10, what would you give it? Let's see, IMDb IMDb gives it a 6.8 out of 10 out of uh, 14,000 people rating it. Made a score of 51. What would, what would you give it out of 10 stars? I was thinking 6. So just kind of right on the money with IMDb. I, I I would say, I would say the six six point eight is about. I would say it's about right. Um. Just because like I I didn't feel like it was garbage. I felt like even though. It wasn't spectacular. Either. Yeah, I mean it wasn't spectacular. You know, again the lead actors weren't like super great, but. They weren't utterly horrible, and then, like, the visual effects, and then, I guess the originality of the overall story I felt was pretty good, and in, in, in fresh, at least, yeah. you know, compared to, like, what we see from Hollywood with constant rehashes, prequels, and sequels, and everything else. Um, so, I mean, there is that. Um, but, that uh, basically concludes our review of uh, Valerian and the City of a Thousand Planets. Um we thank you for listening to uh, episode 58, and we will be posting this here pretty soon. We'll be doing a, another review 
uh, coming up of uh, the movie Baby Driver, which has been out for a little while, but we just watched that. And so that will be coming out next. So thanks for listening. Jesse with Amanda saying goodbye. Thanks.